everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode four. God damn it. I think this weekend really took a number out of me. You're getting overexcited. Probably, so we'll try this again. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, geek stuff, every and anime in between. I am your host, DJ Ron S. I am Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight? Y'all already know how I'm feeling, so you know. I'm on my last can of liquid death, so... Eh. I am still so freaking tired. I I I I haven't even cracked open my um my water bottle yet. I just filled it up maybe about forty five minutes ago, and I'm still letting people know that we're alive this week. I did not realize like how many um how many uh groups I post to. Christ, there's got to be an easier way to do it automatically. <laughs> God, you know. Anywho, we are live tonight, week of May 18th, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11. We are also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, so you can always uh, find us uh, them, find us through them at um, Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick things off on Sunday with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange and Orange Radio. And don't forget to hang out with us at vognetwork.com as well as in our Discord, discord.com slash vognetwork. Every channel that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own little channel, so come through, hang out, and have fun. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. And I think we got someone to uh, clean the pool, too. Or at least I think that's the person that came by to clean the pool. Oh, God. Don't talk about cleaning the pool. We're My friend's opening up his soon. And it's probably going to rain because it always rains on Memorial Day down here. That's, that's akin to how Mako always says it snows on her birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Even if it's just little itty bitty flurries, mm-hmm. it snows every year on my birthday. And Or I... if it's not my birthday, it's when I've planned my party. Mm. I get that. I totally get that. So... Hold on. There we go. Fixed. All right. Make sure that was running in the background so it works good and all of that good stuff. Oh, and Nemesis wants to know about that figurine. Don't worry. We Mako will explain that figurine when we get to our Geek Roundtable. So, you know. And, wow, we're getting some love tonight as the show kicks off. Thank you, uh, Steakhouse, Super Steaky 2. We really appreciate the love. So, you know. Anywho. Uh, we're gonna go around the room. Axel, how was your week? How was your day? Kicking things off is Ari. As I continue to let people know that we're live. Uh, well, I'm, you know, I was still, you know, pretty much sitting in my apartment, going through the ennui of uh, not being able to go to work and just sitting here doing nothing. Mm. But thankfully, thankfully, uh, I saw the uh, orthopedic on Monday. That's good. And he uh, gave me the all clear to uh, go back to work, and I go back to work on Thursday. And I know you're probably happy about that. I mean, 
I know how some people are like, oh, I gotta go back to work and all of that. But, you know, there are some people that, you know, they really enjoy their job, you know, and... Well, it's a know. good job. It's the most stable one I've had. And plus, you know, I'm getting paid good money for it. And mm -hmm. like I said, I'm, I was super worried about people, you know, spying on me and like, like seeing even like taking out the trash as being like, yeah, he's faking it. Let's get him. And it might be fired for me. I mean, when I worked at UPS, my, uh, like I hurt my back and... The one supervisor who I found out later had a grudge against my mom because, you know, they had worked together in the past. Seriously? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I got, you know, yeeted right under the bus for that. But, yeah, my back's been screwed up ever since, and I've been really, you know, freaking cautious about this. That's why when I got back, that's why I was back at work after a week after getting hit by a car. Because hmm. I know, like, if I stretch that out anymore, like, like, yeah, they're just going to, like, bring up the medical re records like this. I mean, granted, you're like a tank, so it's more like, uh, you hit the car. <laughs> uh, uh, but nonetheless, I'm happy to actually have something to do, and, well, I really cannot survive on the, on a workman's comp money. No, I, I get that. I get that, you know. I mean, if it wasn't for the federal unemployment, I probably would have been back at back at work already. But, you know, on the plus side, it wouldn't be so bad. Because I'm like, well, man, most of my bills have been paid off. I even got an email about that giving me saying, great job. I'm like, yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> also, I got rid of the my uh, copper pots and pans because mm -hmm. the nonstick hasn't been as nonstick as it used to be. So I just dumped them off at the nearest Goodwill. Gotcha. And I, and I got a whole new set, and they worked fine. Great, great. So, uh, the only really big pan I have is a giant cast iron skillet that's like a large pizza. Mm. It's not that I don't know how to use it. It's just that 90% of the time, my apartment fills up with smoke. I have one of those large skillets, and it's for, like, those certain recipes where it says you must have this large of a skillet in order for it to work, and I'm just, for the recipe to work precisely, so I'm just like... It's on sale. Might as well. I think in like the six years I have bought it, I may have used it at least ten times. I bought a wok when I first moved in. I haven't used it once. I mean, now that I have like like this um, air fryer over here, I I haven't even used my uh, my skillets except for the little one to fr to cook eggs. Anywho, Michael-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, my week was, uh, you know, normal, um, except for this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, hanging out with everybody for Michelle's stream. Um, I'm still exhausted. I am no longer young enough to be able to go uh, with very few hours of sleep. Mm. We're out of practice. Um, no, I'm just, I, I enjoy my sleep way too much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in my teens and 20s, I could very easily go, you know, two or three days on two or three hours of sleep each night. Um, the, the closer I get to 40, the less that happens, though. Please don't talk about 
getting close to 40. Yeah. And as, um, and as Super Stakey 2 says, you're still young. Hush. Yeah, I know. I get told that, too. Mm. Like, people still think I'm like... I've, I've been told I'm like, how old are you? Like, 28, 29? And I tell them how old I really am, and uh, they're just like, what? Yeah, nobody at I work get that thinks too. that I'm actually the age that I'm at. They're like, wait, you're, you're how old? Like, I had um, one woman at work. She's like, you're like 24, 25, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I also bought all new pillows for my bed, and uh, that's made it even nicer. Mm. But yeah, so um, I'm still recovering from this weekend. Uh, super stakey, I'm 38. Hey. So yes, I am at least twenty-eight. I'm I'm thirty-eight. That's so. Yeah, it's like the, I guess reaction. <laughs> and as Santa Beery says, "College me, I can get by on three hours." Also, college me falls asleep during every video presentation. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, I'm basically um, I'm basically just uh, attempting to recover from this weekend. Mm. I did take off on Monday. Uh, and, and while I slept for ten and a half hours between Sunday and Monday, mm-hmm. um, I, I still feel like uh, I wasn't well rested. So, so I, I definitely also falling hmm? asleep in a situation like that it just it just sounds like it's begging for trouble. Like you you expect to uh, like they have or like every time we uh, like whoever donates this amount of money will write something on a sleeping Mako John. Yeah, see, no. I see that that, that that's just waiting. For, that's that's just asking for death. Okay. Yeah, that, I, I would wake up and have to definitely murder somebody if somebody <laughs> decided that they were going to write on me while I was sleeping. Um, but yeah, so I should have taken today off too, just to um, definitely have a day to relax. I mean, yesterday was kind of recovery day. Um, but today I, I really wish that I had stayed home so I could just relax and, you know, cause this weekend, I mean, I was basically going, I, I got up way too early on Saturday and then didn't get to sleep. So I, I was almost up for 24 hours before I actually got some sleep, mm-hmm. um, early Sunday morning, just because of how early I ended up getting up Saturday. Um, so that didn't help. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm just trying to recover, um, depending on how things go. If my headache doesn't go away, I may actually, uh, step out a little bit early. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything else is good. Fair enough. And I'd have to say my weekend day has been kind of similar to Mako's, except that I didn't get as much sleep and I'm perfectly fine. (laughs) You're used to it. Well, here's the thing. The thing is... When you work second shift, your your sleep pattern totally changes. So you don't really need as much sleep. And then that added into the fact of how long it takes me to get to work. And the fact that I just take the subway and I doze in and out of consciousness, it kind of helps as it goes along. So as I transition from second shift to first shift, you know, the sleep kind of goes along with it. I mean, I would say for the longest... Five hours is plenty. I'm at the point where six to seven hours is good. I mean, 
I set my alarm to get up at 10.15 and I would put her around, make my coffee, see what's up with Facebook, get the notification to take my meds, take my meds, and then I go about my day. Now I just set it for 10.30 and da-da-da-da-da, but you know. Um, yeah, getting up early on Saturday, I mean, I felt like I was going to a con, you know. In this case, it was Knott's Berry Con, but you know, leaving... I mean, I had set my alarm for 8. I was actually out the door by 9. In downtown Brooklyn by 9.50 to pick up the donuts. Hop back on the on the, on the subway to get to the Port Authority. And here's the thing that always pisses me off. If I look up on the, on the bus schedule, you know, my house to get the, to the train station, the bus station where Mako is. It always says about, it says 90 to 95 minutes it takes. It never does. It's always two hours. Only time it's closer, anytime it's between 60 to 90 minutes, if I catch an express bus during the week. So, you know, I got out there. Uh, we went back to her place, relaxed. I adjusted my bag so I could take exactly what I needed. And then we went ahead with the shindig, and it was pretty fun. Especially when um, I jokingly suggested that they go to Wawa to get ice cream to, to mix with the uh, chocolate liqueur and... They actually went and did it. Well, I, mean, I, I blame myself for that mm. uh, because, you know, we did end up having um, a drink before I ended up going to sleep. Right. And the first thing out of my mouth was this would be really good with ice cream. I, I kept and telling them to was, do it. That was the end of it. Everybody wanted ice cream with it. I kept saying, well, wow, was only it's only like 10 minutes away. So they all hopped in the car and went. Yeah, they hopped in the car and went, and my ass went to bed. I was, and the funny thing is, I was about to go to bed when they decided to do it. I'm like, fuck it, I'll stay up and wait for them to come back. <laughs> but overall, the, the stream was fun. I, I We're probably going to do it again. I don't know if it's going to be another year, but don't expect this something like this to happen like every month or something like that. No, no, no. But. No, I, I think I'd end up biting somebody's head off if we did it more than, you know, if we did it too often. And then, I do need my sleep. And, I enjoy my sleep. And then what would happen is the Mako-chan fan club would start throwing bits for you to bite everybody else's head off. Don't tempt me. I'm saying. Don't tempt me. Lord Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about streaming. Don't suggest to the audience that, hey, if you donate this amount of money, I will do this stupid thing because that'll exactly happen. See, but in Mako-chan's case... I've seen a lot of support shit posters embarrass themselves, you know, doing things like that. Trust me. It, it, it's hilarious, you know, and, and you know, kind of sad, mm -hmm. but also hilarious. But here's the thing, though. Especially it's not... Ari, it's not a stupid thing. To Mako. To Mako, it's justifiable. Or in her case, justifiable homicide. <sighs> Anywho, uh, moving right along with uh, housekeeping, if it'll actually adjust. I am petting the Damien. We don't hear him, so they don't so they don't believe that you are. He's actually like far away from me. Like I'm reached completely over the bed just to pet him right now. Mm I hear him. Well, I would have to move my microphone over to him. He's that far away. Lord. 
What? I mean, mm-hmm. he is pe- he is purring, but he's True. too damn far away for me to let you hear it. Sorry. Fair, fair enough. All right. Uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, don't forget to follow us on YouTube. All of our episodes are on YouTube starting from this year. So head over to uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session. You'll see something that says podcast VODs. Click on that and you'll see like the playlist of all the episodes. Don't forget to check out um, VOG Network merch, uh, shop.vognetwork.com. And next Tuesday is episode 500. So come through and hang out and party with us. Maybe I'll get some virtual streamers or something. I I, I don't know. So, Anywho. Next part of the show, Geek Roundtable. This is where we kind of talk about more of the geekier stuff that we've been up to during the week and sharing of and sharing of cool stuff, you know. And Bonzo says six says he'll make us work for yeah, not this time. Unless you're talking about Damien, he'll make you work for the pets. But you know. <laughs> All right, for Geek Roundtable, uh, Ari, what you got? I have something I haven't you know modeled in a while, and this is mm-hmm. a new T-shirt. Nice. I got from a. Uh, I think it was uh, T Fury or one of the shirt of day places, mm-hmm. but uh, I just had to jump on this one. Looks like Can The Simpsons. One? It is. It's the uh, The Simpsons arcade game. Oh, They're nice! Like the uh, first boss. Oh, nice! You know, I March swinging the vacuum, Lisa, you know, tying them up with the jump rope, you know. You but, know, yeah, I, I jumped on that mm-hmm. and the, and a. This was the same day when I showed you that uh, rival schools poster. Yeah, I have to share that on my, I have to share it on my Facebook because there are fans and I do plan on picking up that shirt. Hell, I saw awesome. a nice uh, Capcom versus SNK stage select shirt earlier today. I don't know if it's for sale, but I kind of want it. But you know. Oh, but yeah, I saw that one too. That one, like they were going in really hard on that uh, CVS two design. Yeah, because CVS two was the best one, but um. One thing that always annoyed me about the Simpsons arcade game, it never came out for home consoles. Um, it came out for PC back in the day, and, and so, some yeah, like European uh, console systems that only no were in Europe, but it was no. garbage. No, it didn't come out in European consoles either. Huh. It, from my understanding, it did hit um, Xbox Live Arcade and um, PlayStation Network. I heard that that, that happened, but it's. But it's been delisted, so I brought. But it ain't hard to get your hands on the actual files if you know what I mean. Mhm. Mhm. Plus, they offered on like vert, on a you know downloading a like you know download systems. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Like those you know, arcade machines and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, that was it. Like, I'm glad I got this. All right, Mako-chan, a few people want to know about this one figurine that you have on display here. Uh, yes, so my uh, collection of crap, which we talked about this weekend, I have a very large collection of crap. Mm. Um, but some of the crap I collect is actually not anime or video game uh, related, but movie related. Um, and I do have a couple of uh, horror series that I really, really like. One of them being uh, the Hellraiser series. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy me some Pinhead. Um, mm. So this was actually a gift. It is uh, from the 
Toonie Terror series. And uh, it is uh, the series itself is um, the main characters of the various um, horror genre movies. Um, but my friend that got this for me knows that Pinhead is one of my favorites. Um, so, yeah, this is my little uh, Toonie Terrors Pinhead. Nice. Is there a Funko uh, Pop Pinhead? Probably. Yes. Oh, right. There are actually multiple. Oh, cool. Uh, Cia Beery says, if I ever get a tattoo, it will be the drawing of the Elysium configurations from Bloodlines. Mm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so, my next one, if I can um, actually find it, my next one will be uh, Freddy. Nice. All right, so my uh, Geek Roundtable is, is a game that's near and dear to my heart. This, I t- this game I revere more than Ranma One Half Hard Battle and Rival Schools. Um, to summarize, when I was a teenager, I've I've been I've been through some real tough 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 life, and I think all of us here during our teenage years, we've had a rough 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 years growing up. So, oh yeah, and some of us were able to find a way to deal. With those teenage years, some of us were able to, others not so much. Through a friend of mine, uh, he, he got me this game, which I didn't know I, he was going to let me borrow it for a while. I thought he bought it for me, but you know. And I played through this game. I did not finish it, but I played it enough that I really enjoyed it. And I did play, I did have the first part one to this game on Game Boy, uh, Final Fantasy Legend. Now... I actually went out and got a SNES Classic because this particular game was on there. No, it's not DuckTales. And now this game has been ported for PS4, an updated version. I believe it's also on PC. And the thing is, I know a lot of people complained about the sprites and the graphics and the audio. But to me, I didn't care. Because that game got me through a really tough time in my life. And I probably would have lost my shit if I didn't have this game. The game, which I've been sitting on for a few years before I was able to catch it at a good price, is Secret of Mana for PlayStation 4. Really good game. Yep. I think this is going to be the next game I'm going to start right after I am done with Sakura Wars. And I believe, I think I'm like on chapter, I'm almost done with chapter six. I think there's two more chapters and I'll be done with that. So, because I was going to start a different game, but once that's done, I'm going to jump into Secret of Mana and play, you know, kind of get through that and so forth. That will be fun. So. Now that we got the geekery out the way, we're going to get down to the real nitty-gritty news, and this is something that Mako-chan pointed out to me while we were out this weekend, and I'm just like... And I heard about this before, and I had already said, you know, it's just, I'm just waiting for um, Target to halt sales of gaming consoles. So, you know. Yeah, so um, for those that don't know, there was uh, quite a bit of hassle and fighting due to Pokemon cards being sold at Target. Um, They, for some reason, have become 
seriously popular again to the point that fights are breaking out uh, in store and in the parking lots. I would think that I don't mean to interrupt, but the, the sales are going because uh, people are at home with nothing else better to do. I would guess, you know. Um, yeah, they come out with the you know different ways to play, you know, each other in, like like over like Discord or Skype or whatever mm-hmm. with like you know camera setups and whatnot. But Magic does the same thing. Mm-hmm, though uh-huh. they though game nights start moving back to a in person play, especially with the. Uh, magic harry potter set that just came out yes so it was reported on friday that target has temporarily halted sales of pokemon trading card games um the the trading card game cards along with sports trading cards citing a threat to the safety of customers and workers Mm -hmm. a target spokesman told the newspaper that the company halted sales out of an abundance of caution, but did not specify what exactly caused the decision. After management in one Walmart store allegedly posted a sign telling vendors not to start stock the trading card sections with Pokemon cards or sports cards due to inappropriate customer behavior and increased demand, the company said that signing was incorrect and that it is not pulling trading card products from its stores. Uh, The sales of trading cards have risen dramatically during the pandemic. eBay reported in February that it saw a 142% rise in domestic trading card growth in 2020 compared to 2019, with Pokemon cards leading the category with a 574% increase. So on May 7th in Wisconsin, a fight broke out in a Target parking lot after the store restocked trading cards and police arrived on the scene after one person allegedly pulled a gun in the fight. The person did not fire the weapon, and no one was seriously injured. Um, A man was also charged in Pennsylvania for allegedly stealing 21 packs of Pokemon cards from a sheet store in March. In Japan, a 28-year-old man was arrested in March for allegedly breaking into a trading card store and stealing Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! trading cards. On top of that... Um, it looks like uh, it looks like the uh, craze of buying Pokemon cards um, has hit Japan as well. Uh, the Japanese Pokemon Center website released a statement announcing that the new sets scheduled to be released on May 28th will only be sold online through Pokemon Center Online and will not be available through many of the Pokemon Centers throughout Japan. The company stated that the new sets will not be sold in stores at Pokemon Centers and Pokemon Stores, but will be sold by lottery on Pokemon Center Online for customers to be able to purchase them safely. Sales for some of the products will resume physically if the product supply becomes stable. Pre-orders for the new sets went online on May 7th, and according to the statement, saw an overwhelming amount of traffic, which made the site unstable and had pre-order run out. It's not uh, the situation isn't unique to um, to uh, J- uh, to Japan with the worldwide play Pokemon account back in February announcing that they are having to ramp up printing cards to meet the unprecedented demand for them and other issues that were highlighted um, in a feature in February. While the statement from Pokemon only discusses the current demand issue for the cards, in some areas of Japan, such as Tokyo, 
Pokemon centers are closed due to the state of the emergency to combat the coronavirus. So having the cards only available online via lottery actually helps protect against scalpers and protect people against COVID. As well as the fact that some people physically can't go into Pokemon centers right now because they're closed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I... I um, yes, uh, uh, Bonds says it's the Beanie Babies all over again. Um, it does. It unfortunately happens um, quite often. You, I mean, granted, usually it is around the holidays uh, that there is one toy that goes crazy and people go absolutely bonkers over mm-hmm. it. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, for the cards themselves, and it, it's not just Pokemon... Uh, it just happens that Pokemon is a very popular brand name to complain about. Um, but basically all the cards are, you know, going crazy. And a lot of stores that don't normally sell these kinds of cards are bringing these kinds of cards into sell because again, people are going nuts over them. Um, and I, I can understand it's because, you know, the pandemic and people are trying to um, find something to do, Yeah, but don't be dicks. Stop it. And even you can with, say that, but it won't stop people. And, and, oh no, yeah. it won't stop anybody, but please stop being dicks. Yeah, I and, mean, it's a piece of paper on cardboard. Yes, it's a pretty picture, and I, I myself collect them because they're pretty pictures. But at the same time, stop being dicks. Yeah, and I mean, even with restrictions slowly being lifted, you know, honestly, don't even go out and buy them. Just order them and just have, honestly, what they should be doing, just order them and just ship them directly to your house, you know? It's like, much as I want the Xbox Series X... I do know for a fact when I'm able to get my hands on one, I'm most I am going to show up with like my st- my stop and shop recyclable bags, and I'm gonna double wrap it and throw it in there and just walk home with it, so nobody knows I fucking got one, because I know it'll be probably be hell trying to get them to ship it to me, you know. It's you know, mm-hmm. and 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 really, I mean, what kind of a person are you if you're picking fights, you know, with other people that bought the cards? Or you're threatening the people that are distributing them. I don't see... I mean, yeah, this kind of shit goes down at comic shops as well. But at least they're more kind of handled. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Just, I remember when, you know, Magic the Gathering was the big thing. And everybody was losing their shit over that, you know? I know it's still popular now, but, you know. Whew. Yeah, again, they just came out with the Magic School style uh, set. Magic Strixhaven, they call it. Magic school style. Yeah, like you know, the the trope of the magical university setting. Mm. You know, like that. Gotcha. Okay, fair, fair. Now, as we talk about what's going on with the sales of Pokemon cards, and usually people will resell them on eBay and other sites. You know, you know, to sell off what they don't have. And now what's happening is that eBay is restricting sales of adult material. Adult games, hentai, hentai doujins, adult mangas, you know. So basically, the adult-only category is 
gone as of June 15th. The website's new policy details the items that will no longer be allowed for sale on the site and states that sexually explicit anime, comics, books, films, yada yada yada, hentai yaoi, as well as adult films and video games with a rating of X, triple X, R18 are unrated for adults only. No, you will not be able to sell them. eBay clarified that artwork depicting nudity are an exception and that sellers may relist such items under the website's arts and collectibles section as long as they do not contain suggestively suggestive poses. Similarly, sex toys and sex accessories are still permitted provided the products do not include images of nudity or sexual content. The new policy also makes a specific, a specific exception for Playboy, Playgirl, Mayfair, and Penthouse magazines in the magazines category of the site as long as the listing do not contain nude images or explicit content. Basically, you can still sell them, but you just can't have pictures of nudie girls or nudie dudes on it, you know. Honestly, just the cover is enough in, in terms of uh, vintage, you know, porno mags. True. Unless you're Al Bundy with the biggins, but um, <laughs> sellers will be able to relist these items that were in the adult only category that do not go against its new regulations and other categories. But however, items containing nudity and depicting sexual activity are no longer allowed on the website. The company defines nudity as showing any part of the male, female, male or female genitalia, anus, breasts, where the areola and nipple are visible, model clothing that is see-through or very tight and shows human genitalia, and Basically, yeah. If you can't post it on Facebook, you can't post it on Etsy, on eBay. eBay also explained the reasoning behind this new policy stating, we want to make adult items available to those who wish to purchase them and can do so legally while preventing those who do not wish to view or purchase these items from easily accessing them. In recent years, many platforms have come down on hosting pornographic or sexual content. Tumblr banned adult content in 2018. Instagram updated its terms of use in December 2020 to disallow sex workers to advertise on the platform. 2019, PayPal dropped its support of payments to pornographic content creators on the Pornhub website, as well as Patreon has suspended accounts of some adult cult creators in 2018. Now, there is a place for everything. If you have a, if you have hentai, you need to get rid of. There's Craigslist, there's Macari, if you can do it there, there's Facebook Marketplace, you know, there are other ways to get rid of it, you know. So I don't, don't look at this as the end of the world, and I would assume that maybe eBay isn't making that much money off of adult material in comparison to everything else that is listed on their site, so. It is what it is, so. Yeah, but, uh, Honestly, even with the ban in place, you know, Tumblr will just postpone anyway. It doesn't stop people. Yeah, well, the fun, what's interesting is that, you know, uh, Apple tried to get Discord delisted from the App Store because, you know, there are adult, they're 18 plus Discords. So now, basically, if you have a Discord, you have like one channel that has like nudity or whatever, they're not going to really say anything. But if the Discord itself is primarily what it is, it has to be marked. So what's interesting is that if you are on Discord on an iPhone and you and you are part of like adult Discords, they will not pop up on the iPhone app. Now, if you're on your computer at home, that's a different story. So. Mm.
and I'm looking in the forums here, you know, I'm like, uh, and it's just, it's just, wow, a lot of hypocrisy and chaos. So I'm going to walk back out and pretend I didn't see anything. I'm just going to light a match and close the door and call it a day. Back away slowly and come back when there's less weird shit. Gotcha. <laughs> Basically. All right. Next up, um, the return of Kenshin. Okay. All right. I love Kenshin. Uh, Shueisha is listing a new novel for Nobuhiro Watsugi's Rurouni Kenshin manga titled Rurouni Kenshin Kamiya Do Dojo Monogatari that is slated to launch on July 2nd. The story takes place in the 12th year of the Meiji era, in which Kenshin and Kaoru are having a modest wedding ceremony. Festive decorations are placed in the Kamiya residence. Kenshin is wearing the crested hakam of Ka Kaoru's late father, Koshijiro. Kaoru is wearing the wedding outfit of her late mother. <clears throat> During this time, Kaoru recalls the evening when she and Kenshin met. Come on. Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, Watsuki's manga ran from 1994 to 99 in Weekly Shonen Jump. An anime series aired in Japan from 96 to 98 that spawned several anime video games projects and an anime film uh viz manga viz media published the original manga in the two volume restoration reboot manga in north america while media blasters released the television anime adv films released the two Rurouni kenshin trust and betrayal and reflection video anime projects and the Rurouni kenshin motion picture anime film on dvd and Adaplex later released these titles on blu-ray and Rurouni Kenshin New Kyoto Arc was released on Blu-ray and DVD by Sentai. And then there's a Rurouni Kenshin Sashiyusho, the final. First of being the two final chapter films in the live-action film series. And the second one, Sashiyusho, the beginning, the second film, wrap your head around that, opens on June 4th. You know, I watched bits and pieces of Kenshin. I I think that's a that's one of the series I do want to watch from start to finish. I have yet to watch the movies, and I really need to do that. So, also for the Inquisitive, the twelfth year of the Meiji era is eighteen seventy nine. Mm. And for some reason, they're shooting fireworks outside. Yeah, your your parents are not parents. Mm. Uh, your neighbors are crazy. I would assume so. I mean, I can understand if it was next week, but, you know, it's not, we're not even close to Memorial Day. Yeah, also Memorial Day typically isn't a fireworks day. That's, that's they save all that for uh, July 4th. Well, I do believe, um, I think as of Memorial Day, I believe uh, Coney Island will be shooting off fireworks every Friday night till Labor nice. Day. So. I think that that's gonna be kind of cool. And you know, no, no matter how many, you know, you, how many fireworks ordinances they pass saying that you can't shoot off fireworks in a, like in a residential neighborhood, they're gonna shoot off fireworks in a residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Especially if some jackass gets the bright idea to turn a mortar, you know, the, cla you know, the classic mortar, put that upside down, because that. Oh God, that that's really like a bomb going off. <laughs> yeah, you, you know the big bright bursts of like color in the sky. Yes. Imagine that happening like twenty feet away from you. That's what that's like. No, I I totally get it. Believe you me. Yeah, one of my uh, like 
my hometown, we they used to have, you know, fireworks at night and you know, Independence Day until mm-hmm. they misjudged all their, like, all their ranges. And the crowd got hit with a burnt, spent uh, debris from the fireworks. Mm. That was the end of that. Alright, um, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, I think I might have forgotten the thing. No, yeah. no, no, you have me as a one-piece rap creator says thank you to fans yeah. of the video. No, no, I left it, but I realized I forgot to put it in the rundown, because I'm looking at um, the outline here, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and drop that in real quick while you cover that article. And, oh boy, two weeks in a row with this shit. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Sean Conrad, the rap artist behind the iconic Four Kids One Piece anime opening, posted a thank you version of his song on his YouTube channel on Tuesday. And I will link the article for everybody in the chat so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, he recited the original lines of the rap before turning the camera to the wing and saying, Looking, love to the One Piece fans for everything. <laughs> he also posted the video last week describing at length the circumstances in which he initially worked on the rap. The occasion marked the first time speaking about the rap in 17 years since creating it. At the time, Conrad had been working with four kids as an audio engineer in various shows where he'd occasionally provide voices and other sound production assistance. He professed to know very little about One Piece when four kids first approached him to adapt the theme song in a rap and that should have been a giant warning bell dressed with a red flag <laughs> and in the years since he has been surprised to discover how many people were deeply attached to it yeah that's called anime version of Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> Conrad said that he received a page of suggested keywords and lyrics which he added into the rap he emphasized that he wanted to use simple and easy to understand words for one piece because it was a children's show but also wanted it to sound cool Mm-hmm. And you can check out the videos for yourself because it's just, you know, summarizing his thought process. And I had to, you know, dig around for finding this again. This, uh, like the adaptation, like what they did to One Piece, A, they did it dirty, and B, it made me think about this, uh, this webcomic that I just linked in the chat that, like, could you bring it up if you can? Yeah, actually, yeah, I can do that. Hold on one second, copy image. See, you got to understand, a lot of the issues that people didn't like about One Piece, that came from Japan. A lot of that four kids didn't do. So they made yeah, those that's, they made those changes in hopes that people would like and appreciate the show for what it is. But it was just... Yeah, I... You know I I hate that song. I just ugh. well, Ari. L- let me ask you this: What would you rather listen to? These are your only choices: the One Piece rap or Vic Mignogna covering "We Are." <laughs> well, existence like well, reality is a. Tw- is a- tortured existence with neither an beginning nor end. <laughs> and I thought God died yet last week when I heard Gilbert Godfrey recite the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Personally, I mean, 
I like his cover of We Are, but I prefer the rap, you know. And I remember Anime Boston one year. I was up there with my friend Rick and a couple other peeps, and I played the theme just as a goof. They all just started dancing to it like like it was a fucking Soul Train line. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. I had the opposite effect when doing that. I did. I said, oh, "I'm gonna sing the first po- Pokemon, like first opening thing to Pokemon," and then I, when I cut into Mazase Pokemon Master, all the air got sucked out of the room. I mean, I mean the Pokemon, and they're like, they're like you suck, you know, started shouting over me, and I'm like, "Okay, I'll just leave now." Well, it's not like you got up there and did karaoke and you shouted, "Women are monsters," and then doing it, then going to your song. That actually happened. I was there for I, that. It I'm was not painful. I'm sure I want to hear the context for that. <laughs> a former friend of mine was covering some song from Bakaret's Hunters, so yeah. And as oh. Bonds006 says, I have heard and seen the Pokemon rap played in clubs. I mean, I've heard it at Con Raves too, but clubs? Wow. I mean, hey. Yeah, I've never heard it in any type of place that I've gone to. It'd be really funny if the Breakfast Club played it. It'd be really nice if the Breakfast Club actually still existed. True. I think was one that of the one few... closed up a while ago. Yeah, that was one of the few clubs I actually liked. Mm-hmm. I wonder if okay, clubs are uh, still a um, thing. I'm... Hmm? I wonder if clubs are still a thing. At this point, not really. I mean, even before this. Yeah, they were. Hmm. I guess they, they will be afterward once all the restrictions are lifted. I guess I was more. I guess I got tired of clubs. Prefer to hang out in bars and have a few drinks and go home. So you know. Yeah. Anywho, we're gonna talk about Aquars, you know, and that should get Bob Coffee's attention real quick. So you know, but um. Anywho, let me pull this up. All right. Uh, there we go. So, following a teaser that was posted earlier this month, the official YouTube channel for the Love Life franchise has finally started streaming a five-minute uh, music video for Dreamy Color. It's the latest song from uh, the uh, from Love Life Sunshine uh, from that cast, uh, of course, the nine-member VA unit team. Now, this is their first live-action music video featuring the actual members instead of the anime characters, which is really cool. The song is featured as a theme song for We Are Challengers Project to celebrate the unit's sixth anniversary, and its music video will be included in the Blu-ray in the bonus Blu-ray for the hologram edition of the Aquas Club CD set 2021, which will be out uh, June 30th. The video was directed by Atsunori Toshi, known for his music videos working with AKB48, Bump of Chicken, Glay, Gesu no Kiwami Otome. It was filmed in Numazu City, Shizuoka Prefecture, which is the, where the main story of Love Life Sunshine takes place. Chika Takami's voice actress, Seiyu, Anju Inami, writes on Twitter, We shot the video in the precious places where Chika-chan and her friends were born and raised, tasting each and every one of them. A dreamy adventure, a lot of gratitude, and fun. 
I'm probably going to watch this after the show and just check it out and see how awesome it is. Mm. Granted, it's actually really cute. And as uh, Bob Coffey says, Aquars is credited as the Seiyu and not their characters. Even better. And again, I still stand by the fact that they shouldn't have won the Love Live, but it is what it is. So. Moving right along into Mako-chan's um, grabby hands of her fandom. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it looks like that you will be able to relive some of the moments uh, with Attack on Titan themed sake. It is going to be called... It is going to be called Beyond the Wall. It is a new line from uh, New New, and it is limited limited edition sake made in Tochigi Prefecture called Pure Titan Dina, inspired by the character and titan of the same name. Uh, It is a very colorful um, rendition. It's, It's got a the box itself has a bunch of different uh, colored titans on it. And then the bottle also has uh, the label has a bunch of different colored titans um, with the, uh, with the main center Titan um, in very, very bright pink. Mm. Uh, The drink is made with a blend of normal ice, normal rice and malted rice, also known as Kome Koji to give it a sweet flavoring. The packaging not only shows the pure Titan, but also other Titans having a good time, probably from too much sake. (laughs) Sake Uh, bomb. This sake sake joins the behind the wall line for a limited time with three other sake inspired by Aaron, Mikasa, and Levy. Currently on sale. Dina's sake, much like her time in the series, is limited. There are only 965 bottles being produced. Wow. And you can pick up a bottle for about $27. And from what I'm seeing, um, these look like the tiny sake bottles, not even like the uh, the uh, larger bottles. bottles. Okay. Yeah. And post a picture of what it looks like in the chat. Yeah, that's kind of small. Now, imagine uh, if you don't know anything about Attack on Titan and... You walk into a liquor store and you see this bright and colorful body, like bottle with uh, these goofy looking dudes on it. You know, just like like freeze frames and I'm stumbling around drunk. And then you're like, oh, wow, this is based off an anime. What's it called? Attack on Titan. I should check this out. And then you just get like. Sure, I'm all for that. And you can see the detailing of, of the Titans on the side of the box, which is also on the on the label as well. I mean, fuck, if you got to go beyond the wall, I'd take a drink too. And I see the beer, he says, death by new new. <laughs> Imagine there would be a lot of alcoholics in, like, in, the, uh, in the walled city because of all the shit that has to go down. Mm. Well... Somebody's got to do it. And now that we got that out the way, 
Wow, we're actually done early. Looks like we'll be getting out here early tonight. Sounds good to me. Yep, yep. Now, here's the part of the show you all enjoy so much. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. And since there's only three of us, we'll only do three of the stories. Maybe we'll do all four. Depends on how it goes. Let's... I'll take the third one, then. Okay. I will uh, take the second one. Okay, that means I get the first one. All right. I'll be back. Uh, so, yeah, um, a lot of places, uh, they end up um, going through, and uh, I know that I ended up having to do this while I was in school. Um, the teachers ask students to write a celebrity um, to help them, you know, it's usually done in English class. Well, this was actually done in Japan by an English teacher uh, that decided to make an activity out of it, asking students to write to an overseas celebrity. Well, this particular junior high student took the time and decided to write to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um... While not all celebrities reply to their fans, Schwarzenegger did end up surprising this young Japanese student by having his team send a letter along with a signed photograph. Needless to say, the student was over the moon to receive the reply from the 73-year-old star, sharing the below photo of what they received in the post saying, When I was in junior high school, I handed in a letter for a send a letter to overseas celebrity English class task, and I got a reply. Um, the reply states, Dear friend, thank you so much for writing to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He really appreciates all the letters he receives from his fans and friends around the world. He would love, love to be able to answer all of his mail personally and to sign autographs, but there are literally thousands of letters each week which make that impossible. To thank you for your efforts, we have enclosed a small token of appreciation and are returning to you any items you might have included with your letter. I mean, yes, it mm -hmm. is just a standard letter that a lot of these produce uh, production staff uh, do send out. Um, and it did come with a signed, you know, a stamped signed yeah. autograph photo. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of these celebrities don't actually do that. Uh, your mail just, you know, it gets sent to their production staff or, you know, somebody like that. And they go through it to make sure there's nothing harmful. And Gross. then it's mm -hmm. it's basically thrown away. Um, so uh, replying to the mountains of letters obviously is no easy ta task, but you know having a production staff like this that do send out letters, um, even if it is just a rote kind of um, catch-all, is actually pretty cool. Um, people in Japan had nothing but praise for Arnie, and the replies sent to the young student giving the tweets uh, over 229,000 likes nice. and more than 30, 34,000 retweets, along with comments like, wow, I'm so jealous you got a reply from the Terminator. What a heartwarming story. Um, when I sent a letter to Coldplay for a similar assignment, a signed, reply or, uh, a signed reply arrived a few months later, and I cried in front of all of my classmates. Um, I had the same assignment at my alma mater. I wrote to Harry Potter's Daniel Radcliffe, and I was so happy when I received a reply. I keep it in a special file and cherish it. 
Um, this English lesson, lesson activity certainly left a lasting impression uh, with the student who went on to say, to the teacher who was in charge of the English department, thank you very much for your class at that time. I was able to receive a treasured item and have a really wonderful experience. Um, and it is it is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, we did this in uh, in my middle school. Um, we did we it was to teach us how to write letters. So we all had to write a letter to whatever celebrity like she had a list of celebrities um, that she happened to have the addresses for for their production companies yeah. or their fan clubs. Um, so we you know, we each sent out and I was one of the only people that actually got a reply back from that. I sent out to Christy Yamaguchi, mm. uh, the ice skater, because I actually really liked her. She was um, that was uh, the year after she was in the Olympics, I believe. Um, but I got a reply back and it was a, you know, granted, it was a rote letter um, that mm -hmm. was just printed out and stamp signed. Um, but I did get uh, an autograph as well. Um, and that actually did have her autograph on it because you could feel the pen through, you know, through the, the paper. paper. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of schools do that. And depending on, you know, who it is, some of them will actually send stuff back. And it's kind of cool. It is it is definitely something for uh, like a decent memory of school and going through all of that. So it's nice. It's fun. Definitely. And Arnold especially is really cool about stuff like this. Like you, you don't expect them to, like any kind of celebrity to interact with the fans like that, like over social media. But he, he really goes in. Like especially this one guy who sent him a, like a a pipe, that looks like a, the Terminator, you know, head. Mm -hmm. like, like when he puffs on it, like I think smoke comes out of the, yeah. uh, the eyes or something. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. That was really cool. You know, I never had an assignment like that in, in class, but I would have done it. I probably would have been just as excited if I got a response back, you know. But to that one person that wrote the Coldplay, I'm like, really? Really? That's, uh, you know important to them. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I'm just not the biggest fan of Coldplay. I mean, unless I really unless I really have insomnia and I need to go to sleep. So, you know. <laughs> Ow. It is what it is. <laughs> Alright. Um, I got the second one, right? Yep. Alright, great. Alright, so I've never had anybody ask me if I want to play catch in the park. I mean, it's one thing if it's your friends, but if it's a total stranger, I'm gonna be like, Who are you? I don't know you. But it seems that the police were alerted to a middle aged man who asked a woman to play catch in the park. Understandable. So what happened was on May 9th in Anjo City, Aichi Prefecture, a woman was passing through a park in the, Asa, in the Asahi Machi District when a man suddenly called out to her. Why don't we play catch? Asked a man that was about 40 with brown salt and pepper hair, adding, come on, just one throw. 
Although the man was indeed holding a baseball glove and a ball, it was still weird enough to compel the woman to report to nearby police. Netizens, however, were somewhat divided over the suspiciousness of an adult man asking an adult woman to toss around a baseball. This is what, what Netizens had to say. He wanted to play catch. That's nice, isn't it? That used to happen to all that used to happen all the time when I was a kid, but this is really different. Maybe he was just looking for someone to play catch with. They are in a park after all. That seems to be that seems like a reasonable request in a park. It is hard to make friends. He said just one throw, but you oh he wouldn't let her go that easily. That's the first time I've heard that pickup line. Looks like the police want to pay catch with him now. This seems like something a YouTuber might do. People are saying this is no big deal, but I'm sure if the guy called out to you, you wouldn't want anything to do with him either. Anjo isn't especially isn't an especially large city, but it's hardly a, a Mayberry either, and people would still tend to keep themselves there, especially in Japan, where keeping to oneself is so stringently practiced that one guy chose to car bomb someone rather than to complain about their parking to their face, which is something we'll be talking about in a few minutes. So asking random strangers to play to play together is pretty much universally understood as unusual behavior here and potentially hides some ulterior motive. This, however, creates a sad state of affairs for adults who are generally in need of a catch partner or firmly committed to using catch as a sincere way to break the ice with potential dating partners. Luckily for these people, there's still the old wayward throw trick. This is a great non-confirmational way to gauge how interested someone might be in an actual game of catch while giving them an opportunity to ignore you completely by pretending they didn't see the ball. In doing so, you greatly reduce your risk of landing on police watch lists. Hmm. I mean, I can understand if, if, we're, if a few of us are out playing catch and you see someone come by, you're like, hey, you want to join us, you know. That I can kind of understand. But if it's just by yourself, you know, but, you know. Understandable. And as we see here in our chat room at um twitch.tv slash anime jam session, um Bond 6 says he played catch in Central Park with Daniel Radcliffe, as all you may know as Harry Potter. Says uh he was tossing a ball and catching it by himself. I asked him if he wanted me to join him. He replied, Yeah, let's do. <laughs> And Ari, to answer your question, if it was, if I fucking do it again, Radcliffe, it, it probably would have been a, he probably would have fired a gun after he threw the ball. He probably would have chucked it with the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a reference to the show that he did? Like, I think it was Good Omens or something like that. I, uh, I'm not 100% on the context. I just know it's him in a bathrobe. I no, because he did a he did a, a mini series. A mini he did a mini TV series. I think for TBS or TNT, something like that. Mako Chan would know because that's her fandom. Um. Uh, I I actually watched it. I can't remember the name of it. I have to look it up. Mm. Um, but it was actually a really good series. I know that's not part of the series. Oh, okay. I also remember that image with the uh, "I'll fucking do it again" image with, like, that was describing Alton Brown's Twitter feed when he went on a on a mad stream of consciousness like, Twitter, like, you know, tweeting spree. Yeah, miracle <laughs> workers. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 
absolutely hilarious if you ever get a chance to watch it. I prefer the first season over the second season. I didn't quite like the second season as much, but um, it's Dan Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi. Mm. Oh, yeah, I forgot and, Steve Buscemi was in that. Okay. Yeah. Radcliffe looks like a young Steve Buscemi. Or an aged-down version of him. That's mm. what I meant to say. But yeah, um, Karin Sony is in it too, and I absolutely adore him. Okay, all right, I looked it up. It was from the that's the screenshot of him holding the guns is from the movie, the comedy movie Guns Akimbo. Huh. And everyone, and it was posted on Twitter, and everyone says the new Harry Potter movie looks great. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Bullets. Harry Potter and the bitch better have my money. Say hello to my little friends Avada and Kedavra. <laughs> See that that's almost like a uh, Devil May Cry with Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> or so it went Harry shot us. Well now. <laughs> now that we know I may have to go track this movie down and watch it and as Bonds 6 says um, it's funny so so I definitely will have to check that out alright okay and uh, shall I take this last one ah, sure a taco matzo man was arrested for car bombing the person whose parking method he disapproved of leaving a note on the windshield was apparently too subtle <laughs> Every once in a while, a case of aggressive passive aggressiveness appears. I think that's kind of a double negative, but <clears throat> uh, this is where a perpetrator, instead of confronting the person they have a problem with directly, will resort to something even more drastic to get their message across indirectly. Past cases include the restaurant manager who secretly poisoned his staff for poor work performance, and the head of a kindergarten <clears throat> kindergarten who spit on a group of kids who were in his way. Now a 27-year-old office worker in Takamatsu City, Kagawa Prefecture, has decided to express his displeasure of a man's parking style through the use of explosives. <clears throat> On the morning of May 8th, a 56-year-old man got into his compact car that was parked in the parking lot of a shopping center and started the engine. Very soon after that, the front end exploded. Mm. The blast didn't appear to be too strong and only damaged the front bumper of the vehicle, leaving the driver unharmed. When police arrived on the scene, it was initially unclear whether it was simply an accident or foul play. <clears throat> After talking to witnesses and the victim, the police were quickly led to the doorstep of Masahiro Mizubuchi and made the arrest that same day. Mizubuchi admitted to the charges and said that he had planted explosives on the victim's car overnight. And he was dissatisfied with the victim's way of parking, with uh, those words in quotes. Yeah, because it's unclear exactly what he uh, meant. The victim reportedly lives near the shopping center where the incident occurred, which might suggest he was using the parking lot overnight for his own personal driveway without patronizing any of the stores. In Jersey, we call that just parking here overnight because there's no one else to park. And uh, here's some of the remarks. Uh, using explosives is wrong, but so is using a retailer's parking lot as your own personal space. I'm surprised they caught the guy so fast. A terrible, thing, a terrible thing to do, but in a way, the shopping center was a victim of the guy's parking, too. 
jump in a car bomb seems excessive. Why not just punch or scratch the car? This is literally terrorism. I saw this in Yakuza. And sticking a banana in the tailpipe would have been easier, though that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just general confusion. Uh, and also, uh, Florida man's reading this going, Oh, you had it. It was so close. You could have just blown the engine sky high. See, uh, one thing comes to mind as you re read that story. The fact that he was able to get explosives. They didn't explain about how he got the fact that he got explosives. Okay. Yeah, that was a really weird omission. I noticed. I mean, like it's like he went to to the explosive store and bought some C four, and they didn't ask him. Well, they probably don't want to announce how he got it so that nobody else follows his footsteps. I hope so, but I'm just saying, you know. But um, here's the thing. You know, I will say this. I have actually dealt with people who park like assholes. I usually put the I usually put these on their car. I'm not taking that bait. No, no, it's a little it's a little flyer that says you park like an asshole and you check off the reason why and you put it on their windshield wiper. And you can actually find people who have printed up business cards and get very creative when you park like an asshole, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I've seen them myself. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to just say, what are these, and then walk directly into the obvious joke. Mm. It's, it's like the writing's on the wall, and the writing is in, like, 10,000 font, like, 10,000 point, point font. True. Anywho. And nobody in the chat said it, too, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Florida man would. I just like the fact that there is a parody lyrics for a Triangle Man called Florida Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty damn accurate. But anywho, shall we get up on out of here? Have an early yes, night? Yes, please. Sounds good to me. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. And we do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, that's what we mean. So yeah, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, uh, convention reports, links to our um, cosplay photos, and links to our convention video coverage. All that and more at AnimeJamSession.com. And while you're on the go, check out our episode in the portable format on podcasts. We uh, are available on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, basically any program you use for podcasting, put in Anime Jam Session, over 500 episodes. We've had a couple of duplicates, but yeah, it's there. 
And don't forget to follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just It's all to Anime Jam Session, so you can find out when we're going live, when we have new articles up, um, some convention videos you want to take a look at, some classic cosplay photos, and then some. And to everybody that's been tipping tonight, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. There are links down below to our uh, to our Streamlabs account and our Ko-Fi. Um, giving bits in the chat while you're here, we appreciate that. And the auto-hosting, we really appreciate that too. So, you know, it's all the little things. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Um... I'm going to go come up with more merch ideas and figure out why my phone just decided to stop reading my SD card. Last words, Mako-chan. I'm going to go and attempt to go to bed now, so maybe I can actually get some sleep before I have to be to work tomorrow. My last words, I got to clean up my kitchen a little bit, ice cream in my future, and some YouTube videos. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And Wild Spice will be joining us for a couple of episodes. So come through and check us out and enjoy us. So yeah, thanks. Oh, and Cena Berry, thank you so much for the bits. You're awesome. Thank you so much. So that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Makochan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Awesome. And be on, 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 on behalf of Anime Jam Session and staffers, thank you so much. Take care, and we'll see you next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!